What's going on, folks? How we doing? Um, this is, for those of you who don't know, In Defense of Liberation, the show that is working towards and educating about a true people's liberation movement, and hopefully one day a true proletarian revolution. Um, but until that day comes, I am your host, Josh, and as I said, welcome to In Defense of Liberation. Uh, This is going to be a little bonus episode that I'm going to post on my drive to work today, um, which I should say I apologize for the audio. Um, Those folks who are coming back probably know this is a recurring thing. Uh, I only get to record really when I'm driving, uh, or I should say I only really (laughs) plan out and schedule time to record when I'm driving because I'm so bad at time management and scheduling shit. Um, But... Yeah, so I'm 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 driving, um, and I apologize for the probably awful audio. Uh, but if you can handle that, this is just going to be probably like a little 15, 20 minute here, uh, just me spouting off kind of what's on my mind, um, because I think that you know paying attention to what's happening all over the world, but of course for a lot of us, including myself, our context is the United States. So although we don't want to centrally focus on the United States, because a lot of times we do that mistakenly um, and we get lost in our own shit, we have to look at the, the broad picture and connect it to the problems happening in the United States. That's the real way to look at it. Um, and so when we see what's happening all over the world, including the United States, I think that we would be kidding ourselves if we're not seeing a true, like, I want to call it a collapse, but I'm sure many people before me have said that, and of course we know we've been wrong, but a true crisis for capitalism. Um, and just seeing it kind of concentrate itself, you know, all these different um, you know, large companies like like I saw not too long ago, I think it was Tops and Price Chopper had to merge or like Walgreens or someone or something like that. Um, that's incredible because not too long ago, those were $100 million companies uh, that got to a point where they were so nervous they were going to run out of money or go out of business that they had to merge with another company. That's, I mean, that's incredible. And I think that the quote-unquote labor shortage as well which as we know, or as we should know, is caused by capitalism's own inability to actually feed the slaves that it creates. Because, you know, giving us a living wage, giving us affordable housing, giving us health care, and all these things as human rights, would take, A, money out of the pockets of the people who are profiting off of us right now, and B, connected to that, would take their power away. Because the very power that is held in the ruling class hands is in capital. Whether that's outright cash or the power that having capital creates, that's why they're in the ruling class spots, right? And I think we can connect that to the struggle that's happening in Colombia. We can definitely connect it to the struggle that's happening in India. And we can definitely connect it also in a separate vein to the settler colonial crisis, uh, or whatever we want to fucking call the atrocities being committed by Israel in Palestine, um, we can definitely connect the struggles of folks in the United States to that struggle as well. I mean, it's, it's, we don't want to reduce it to class, but it has connected to all of it 
this idea that there is a group of people in power and there is a group of people under control. And not for nothing, if you're listening, I always say this, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably should know that we, we didn't luck out, guys. Sorry. But I think I, I would argue that we lucked out even more than those motherfuckers on top would ever luck out because we have each other, we have the masses, and we have true hope in, you know, the, the spirit of humanity. You know, that's what I've really, really, really been feeling lately. Even on my darkest days, you know, I see what the people in South Africa, the Shack Dwellers movement, I see what the people in, you know, Kenya and the people in Iran and Afghanistan, what they are doing right now. And I see what the people of the United States are doing as well, you know? And I think more often than that, I spend a lot of time in books, right? Which can be good, can be bad. Um, but the history, right? The outright history of the resistance of the people to oppression. It was said on an episode of Red Nation. Um, I believe it's Decolonization in Palestine is the title of the episode. It's their most recent episode. You should go check that out. Great conversation. Um, but I think that you know, in that conversation they brought up that, and I can't remember if it was, um, Jennifer, I believe her name is, Jessica, Jennifer, my apologies, um, it was one of the folks on the show, but I want to say it was her, who said that the oppressed people never stay oppressed for so long, the people never allow that to continue, They always resist and they always stand up as Palestine has been a clear example of true, you know, resistance to colonialism, true resistance to oppression for generations. And, you know, they will struggle for generations to come if they need to. But the point of this episode is I want to have the conversation that these folks and no one should have to struggle alone. And that is the whole sentiment of this show in defense of liberation. And this is the sentiment of what it truly is to be a communist, to be a revolutionary, to be a socialist, a scientific socialist, a.k.a. a Marxist. This is what it is to be a person in favor of the masses and who supports the people and their liberation and their emancipation from oppression is recognizing that these struggles, albeit insanely different and particular in their own ways and have to be focused on in their specifics, they are all connected to this very structure of oppression. And of oppression, uh, might I say, of the few over the many, okay? And that should be our hope. That should be our hope because we are the many. Somos pueblos, somos mas. We are the people. We are many. We are more. You know, that is the the chanting cry that I I try to say, as you could hear in my little white Spanish accent. uh, Or I should say my white attempt at Spanish accent. Um, It's incredibly important that we recognize that these struggles connect us as people They connect us as human beings who are oppressed. And what is oppression? 
Because I think that's a word I toss around. I think that's a word that a lot of people toss around quite lackadaisically and don't recognize really the weight that it carries. Because oppression is more than what, you know, a lot of these leftists in the United States want to say oppression is. You know, the working class is oppressed for sure. But is the white working class the main and the most suffering mass? I think we would be kidding ourselves if we said it was. And now that that is not to disclaim or discredit any suffering that anyone goes through. Because as I say in my own personal life and as I say on this show, pain is not comparable. It is not comparable. You cannot translate the suffering of one person and compare it or equate it to the suffering of another. That is impossible. But we can recognize here who makes off better than others. And as a white person, you know, I'm going to be the one to admit it for us, guys. Um, it's, it's us. We're making out. Like, we're, we're getting off with the, the best of the worst scenarios, for sure. Um, and that doesn't mean that we don't suffer, you know, because that, that's the thing, is that's how bad this shit is. Capitalism is even killing its guards. Uh, Howard Zinn, I don't know what my opinion on him is at this point, but his book, A People's History of the United States, is crucial in some materialist history, although it leaves out quite a bit. Uh, supplementary would be Our History is the Future by Nick Estes and um, uh, Red Skin, White Masks. Um, that's another good one. But if we recognize that, you know, because of the nature of our country as a settler colonial state, we have to recognize, okay, who was colonizing? And I know I'm going off of the question, what is oppression? We'll get back there, I promise. But let's answer the question, who was colonizing? Come on now, we all got the answer. The Dutch, the English, the Spanish, the French. Woo! That's some white people right there. The Portuguese, the Australians, South Africa eventually. The United States and Canada eventually. That's a lot of white skin. That's a lot of oppression. That's a lot of colonialization. That's not a word, colonialism. That's a lot of imperialism, and that's a lot of fucked up shit. And, you know, it would it would behoove us to recognize <laughs> that that is a lot of white skin. And now that's not to, again, to say, all right, that means we're, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take white people, we're going to put them on an iceberg, and we're going to push them off. To some extent, Maybe. I'm not going to front and say, like, it's not a good idea. But to those who, and this is not to save my soul, like, if y'all decide, put me on that iceberg, I'll do it proudly. Um, But I think we as white folks need to recognize, or I should say, I should say, sorry, excuse that. Folks need to, to see that there are some white people who do recognize what needs to be done. And those white folks, including myself, need to be working in our own communities to push the pressure onto them. Because that's the only thing that's going to change their minds. Because if they hate black folks, they hate brown folks, they, ha- they hate gay folks, they hate trans folks, 
then the folks who don't fit into those categories, well, we need to be having the conversations. We need to be pushing that shit in people's faces and making them recognize that they're wrong. Honestly, you know what I've been doing? Embarrass people. Just embarrass people. I share, like, people's shit on Facebook or on Twitter, and I'm like, just look at this guy. Because, like, honestly, in some cases, that's what got me to be radicalized is how embarrassed I felt when someone called me out. My partner had to call me out about, even in some abstract way, all the way back in, like, 2015, thinking that Donald Trump being president would be a good idea. Y'all have to remember, I come from a super white conservative Protestant background. I am so sorry. I hope I have come far enough. I'm continuing on my way. But my partner had to call me out and say, yo, what is wrong with you? And that's what got me to change my mind. Same with all kinds of stuff like Bernie Sanders. I was like such an advocate for Bernie Sanders. And one of my friends called me out and was like, yo, that's some white people shit. Because not for nothing, as much as we want to support Bernie Sanders, we want to support AOC and these folks who are in these positions trying to quote unquote fight for us. They just gave $730 million to Israel. And this is one of many, many times, you know, AOC's first bill that she signed into action was giving ICE jurisdiction to act. Um, Bernie Sanders has signed so many fucking imperialist bills, including sending bombs and military over to the Philippines, sending bombs and military into all kinds of countries in Latin America, in Africa, and in Asia. So don't let their rhetoric confuse you. And two things also with that. They're in the positions of power to do something about it. What are they doing? Talking. Second, why are they in those positions of power? I mean, we all know these places are corrupt. We all know that only the right people get into these positions. And honestly, if these people are true anti-imperialists, anti-capitalists, what the fuck are they doing in Washington? cash in a check. That's what they're doing. $3,800 a week these motherfuckers make. Don't let them fool you. Don't let them fool you. Let them be a tool. But as soon as they are not useful, throw them out like the useless tools that they are. So, what is oppression? Well, oppression is when one person or one group of people's wants, interests, ideas, culture what have you, is able to both metaphorically and literally put their foot down on the necks of an entire group of people who is made powerless to help themselves. Look at how poor the working people all over the world are. Look at how our governments all over the world have abandoned us in this COVID pandemic. Look at how even still today, what's Joe Biden planning? War with China. What's Joe Biden planning? Killing more people. What's Germany doing? Oh, Germany is friends with Israel. What's Israel doing? You know, this is the shit. They're all buddies. I don't give a fuck who they are. They're all buddies. And what are they doing to us? They're killing us. That is oppression. And I'm not even the, you know, as I was saying earlier, white man here trying to put this shit in y'all's faces. This is not us saying, or me saying, look at how oppressed I am. This is me saying, look at how oppressed these people are. We need to help however we can. But this is what helping people who are oppressed isn't. It is not 
being a white savior. It is not being a white chauvinist. And I did an episode describing that. You can go back and look at that if you want. I don't have the time right now, unfortunately. Being a white supremacist, even implicitly, you know, I do that sometimes because I come from that background where I don't think about things in the context that I should be thinking about them in because that's not the first way, that's not the first consciousness that I see. I see my own. That's the individual nature that has been pounded into us by this white supremacist capitalist society. And that's the last thing I want to say. What is fighting oppression is building a collective, is recognizing that your struggle, albeit different than my struggle, makes us connected because we are struggling. And we can struggle together. And I can help you with your struggle and you can help me with mine. And we can help each other and other people with their struggles. Look at what happened in India back in October, November. 250 million people, farmers and advocates and communists and socialists and anarchists and workers and women and trans folks and and disabled people, poor folks, peasants, people who should be doing everything they can to try to uphold this system so that they can feed themselves. They went out and they said, no more. 250 million people said no more to the Modi government, to the world's largest neoliberal safe haven at this point. They said no more. What is it that we can do to tag team with these folks? What is it that we can do to help these folks in India, in Palestine, in Colombia, in South Africa, in Iran, in Syria, in Somalia, in Hawaii, and in Latin America? All over the world, people are crying out about their oppression. They're crying out about how their foot is being stomped on, how their necks are being kneeled on. It's George Floyd Day, a year since George Floyd has died, and what has changed? Nothing. We convict a person. We pass a law in the name of Breonna Taylor, and what has changed? Nothing. If we want to see shit change, we have to make shit change. That means we have to act, and that means we have to act together. And that is all I can say. Because we live under an oppressive government who kills people. Thank you for listening. This has been In Defense of Liberation. My name is Josh. If you want to check out more of my stuff, you can scroll right down and listen to some more, and I would appreciate it. If you want to check out my blog, you can find me at For Liberation, no caps, no spaces, dot Wix site, W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com, forward slash website, You can find me on just about every social media, you know, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter. Um, And if uh, if you want to help out, you know, if you want to help me out, I don't have a Patreon. I don't plan on getting one. It's not, you know, I'm not the person who needs that money. Send that money to Red Condor Collective. Send that money to the folks in Palestine who need that. Send that money to people who need it, not me. But if you want to help somehow, here's what you can do. You can go on iTunes or, you know, Apple Podcasts, I should say. And I know this is kind of begging, but go ahead and rate me five stars. It has to be five stars or it doesn't work. 
And if you could leave a comment, that's what gets it to, you know, get boosted in the algorithm. And I want that to get boosted in the algorithm because people need to hear more about this, whether it's from me, whether it's from other people, I don't care. Whatever podcast you listen to that, you know, talks about this shit, maybe gives a better angle than I do. I need you to do that for them. I need you to get those voices out because that's what's going to change shit and we need to change shit. So yeah, thank you for listening. I appreciate you so very much. I hope you have a great day. Uh, Stay safe, stay healthy. Uh, Fucking stay socialist, man. Stay radical, stay revolutionary and and, you know, if y'all ever want to reach out, you can also get me at indefensiveliberation at gmail.com. Reach out to me for whatever reason. You want to see me get folks on the show. You want to come on the show. You want to ask me shit about the show. You want to tell me how much the show sucks. You want to tell me to go kill myself, to go fuck myself. Yo, I've been so bored lately. Hit me up. <laughs> All right. Y'all have a good rest of your day. Like I said, stay safe and uh, we'll see you next time.